Thank you for tuning in to Hill Country Fellowship's audio podcast. We hope you're encouraged and inspired as you listen today. For more information, visit us online at hcfburnett.org. So we're wrapping up our, our series today, War for Your Heart. And, and throughout it, we have looked at uh, schemes of the enemy and, and, and what God has given us through, the, uh, through, through his wisdom and, and his being a victorious warrior to, to not only uh, deal with the schemes and the attacks of the enemy, this war for your heart, but also to know how to live victorious out of it. And so we've looked at a, a number of different um, ways the enemy attacks and then, and then what the Lord gives us for, um, for wisdom in walking this life out. And then today we're wrapping up with, with Fully Alive. Uh, and I want to read a passage from John 10.10, 10, a very famous passage that a lot of you may know. Jesus is talking. He says, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose, Jesus the Creator God says, is to give them, that's us, a rich and satisfying life. See, we're set free to, to love others and, and, and to be loved, to, to generously give away our lives and, and graciously receive from what, what people give us, to live fully alive and free as sons and daughters of the living God. We're not, we're not orphans. We're not uh, tolerated. We're not palace rats. We live, uh, we have a bedroom in the palace of the king. We're not hiding in the, in, 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 the, in the dark places just hoping to find breadcrumbs. He gave us everything for life and godliness so we could live in the fullness of who Jesus is. And, and in this passage here, Jesus clearly lays out what the enemy of your life wants to do. He wants to, to cut you down, to take you out, to, to render you useless. But Jesus says, I, I actually made a way. He, he, he does this. He attempts this. He can, he can have some success temporarily uh, based on maybe what you allow him. But, but I came to destroy the work of the destroyer. I came to give you a truly wonderful life here and now, and uh, you know you have you have forever coming, but you have a truly abundant and wonderful life here and now. When he says uh, there, I, I came to give them a rich and satisfying life. Some of your your versions you read might say abundance. It might say more than you could ever expect, full of all the goodness of the Lord. So the big idea today is a question. Are you fully alive and free in Jesus? Are you living fully alive and free, not waiting to, be, to have something that's, that's worth living for in eternity? But are you living now on planet Earth fully alive and free? And are you giving that away? Because there are people who aren't. And there are people who are hurting. There are people who are lost. There are people who are broken. And so are you giving away that, that fullness of life in you? And what does it mean when Jesus says rich and satisfying, full, abundant? What does it mean to live fully alive in Jesus? It means for us to have unhindered relationship with the Father. It means, it means for us to live free from, from the ownership of sin in our lives and free from the effects of sin on our spiritual lives. Is there an effect of, of sin around us? Yeah, it's a broken world. Does it have to own me spiritually? Not at all, ever. 
But it's a broken world, so we go through stuff. It means to have joy unspeakable flowing from your life and your heart no matter the circumstances. It means to live confident in Jesus and from Jesus. Again, no matter what's going on around us. There's a passage in Isaiah chapter 49. It's, um, it's, a, it's a picture of Jesus coming to restore all that God promises to us. Um, it originally, it was written for his people, but it's, it's, now, it's now ours as believers grafted into the, the family of God. I'm not going to, um, we're not going to have the whole scripture up there, but, but in Isaiah 49, 9, the, 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 the gist of it is that you're free, that you're called to live in the light, you're called to, to, to be like sheep and, 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 and live in the, in the fullness and peace that Jesus brings. And I want you just to listen as I read verses 8 through 16, and maybe you want to just close your eyes. Like, I'd prefer you not even, like, look in your Bible right now. Just listen. I know I don't have a radio voice. Sorry. I know it's going to be a little nasally. But, but just listen. And my desire is that you'd hear your heavenly Father talking to you wherever you find yourself. And you may find yourself like, this is the best life's ever been. But may you find yourself more overjoyed and excited for, for what you get to be a part of. But just listen. This is what the Lord says. At just the right time, I will respond to you. On the day of salvation, I will help you. I will protect you and give you to the people as my covenant with them. It's a promise of giving us Jesus. Through you, I will reestablish the land of Israel and assign it to its own people. I will say to the prisoners, some of you need to hear that, I will say to the prisoners, come out in freedom. To those in darkness, come into the light. They will be my sheep, grazing in green pastures and on hills that were previously bare. You hear that? It was bare. There was nothing there. It, it, it felt hopeless and pointless, and I, I can't even manufacture this. And he says, they will come and they will graze. They will feast in what was once bare because they're mine, and I'm providing that for them. They will neither hunger nor thirst. The searing sun will not reach them anymore. Some of you just feel burned in life. You feel like life is just like, just like crushing you, scorching you, drying you up. And he says, no more. It's not going to reach you anymore. For the Lord in his mercy will lead them. He will lead them beside cool waters. And I will make my mountains into level paths for them. He's going to. He's going to bring it down and make it smooth. He says, the highways will be raised up above the valleys. No more nooks and crannies. He's, I'm going to raise it up. It's going to be, again, smooth. See, my people will return from far away from lands north and west and from as far south as Egypt. Sing for joy, O heavens. Rejoice, O earth. Burst into song, O mountains. For the Lord has comforted his people and will have compassion on them in their suffering. Yet Jerusalem says, the Lord has deserted us. The Lord has forgotten us. Never, God says. Can a mother ever forget her nursing child? Can she feel no love for the child she has born? And even if that were possible, I would not forget you, God says. Some of you, you feel forgotten or overlooked or left standing idly by. I get that. 
you know where you are and you know why you feel that way? And God says, no way do I forget you. I can't. I can't. You're mine. You're my child. You're my child. And some of you just need to hear that today. You are not forgotten. You are absolutely remembered by the Father who loves you. See, I've written your name on the palms of my hands, God says. Always in my mind is a picture of Jerusalem's walls in ruins. Wherever you find yourself today, God sees you. And those, those walls he talks about, they might be your limitations. But Lord, I can't get this done. My health is this. Or I'm struggling here. He sees those walls that limit you there and he cares. And he's got a plan. Those things that hold you back, walls can protect us and walls can hold us back. Maybe it's fear, maybe it's doubt. Maybe it's confusion or hopelessness. And he says, I see you. I see you and I'm here and we're going we're gonna to get through this. He knows where you are and he knows what you face. So this Isaiah passage here that's about being fully alive, that's what he's all talking about. I'm making a way for you to be fully alive. It's, it's a pronouncement. It's, it's a promise. And it's also a process. I love the pronouncement. I love the promise. I'm not so fond of the, pro of the process. I'm just not. You may like processes. But I don't know if any of us like processes for ourselves. We'd rather be done, done, done. I don't mind working through process for that guy or doing that for my job. Or making sure something works out really nicely in, in this, like, uh, I, I don't want to, like, you know, I don't want a 3D printed house to live in. I, I'd rather have some sweat labor put into it and, and build it properly with good nails and all that. But, but for me, I love the pronouncement. It's a declaration that's going to happen. I love the promise. God's making it. The process means he's got to work things in me, work things out of me. And take probably more time than I care for him to take, no matter how fast it is. I, as we were sitting down there singing, of course, knowing the passages and knowing all my slides that I'm supposed to be doing today, I just felt like the Lord said, I want to pray for my, I, I want to I minister to my people today. So... I know there are people in here, you're struggling with stuff. I know there's people watching or listening that you can't be here today because you're struggling with your health or with the health of a loved one. It may be, in essence, for lack of a better phrase, a, a, a death sentence given. It may just be, I don't know how this is going to happen. Or it may be, this is, this, you're going to come out of this, but it's going to be painful for the rest of your life. It, it may be a relationship issue. It may be a, the, the most important relationship that feels broken beyond repair. It may be just a general hopelessness, just a struggle. And I felt like God said, I, I really want to minister to my kids today. And so what I'd like to do right now is I'd like to pray for you. And I'd like to ask if you would be so bold, if you would... Just walk up this way towards the altar. There's no magic in the altar. <laughs> but 
But I really believe the Lord's saying, I want to heal people today. And it may, you may look around and go, I don't, I, don't see, I don't see Terry here today, but I'm going to go stand in for Terry and for Lonnie. And so it may be that you're standing in for somebody that needs a miracle, needs a breakthrough, needs hope, needs healing, needs, needs re restoration, repair, whatever it is that you stand in the gap. It may be that you're standing, you're coming up here for health again, or it may be relational. It may be direction, you're just, you're just, you feel like you're floundering and don't know where to go. But I'm going to ask you, if you'd be so bold, we're just going to, we're going to take a pause. I can send you the notes if we don't finish the sermon. Uh, I got them somewhere, and, uh, but we're going to, I just really feel like the Lord said, I want to, I want to minister to my people today. My church family that is HCF or those that are visiting. So would you just come up here? And you can go as far to the edges if you want. If you're like, I really don't like the light as far as this goes. <laughs> just, just come up here. And if you know somebody you need to come stand in for, just stand in for them. Would you? I just, I just believe we're going to hear stories of miracles. Sometimes the miracle is nothing changed, but man, am I doing amazing. If you just come up here and stand. And maybe you see somebody up here and you're a leader in our church, you're a pastor, or you're, a, you're a presiding elder or a former elder and you just want to come and you just want to be like, I'm going to lift them up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe for miracles. Jesus came, lived the perfect life we couldn't live. He died in our place and we didn't deserve it. And he rose to new life and he said, I call you to new life to live abundant, not to live so-so or eke your way through. And sickness and death and relational destruction is from Satan himself and it has no ownership or play in your life. And so we are going to believe for the God of miracles who still does miracles to do miracles because he's a miracle working God. And if you don't even know if God still does miracles, let me tell you, every time somebody becomes more like Jesus or falls in love with Jesus, it's a miracle. Every birth on the planet is a miracle. He's the only one who can give life. So he is still a miracle-working God from the things that we see naturally and from the things that we're like, you have to heal because medicine cannot do this. And I want to declare, Lonnie, we're praying for you. Mike, we're praying for your health. We're, we're praying for, for God to break through in those areas in people's lives where, where they're either nervous or scared or whether it seems hopeless from medicine and they're just throwing their hands up. And so we're calling on the God of heaven to move in your lives and the ones you represent here. So if you're out there, would you just join with us in, in, in just praying for God to move in these lives. And I'm just going to take time just to pray over you. Lord, we come before you today. Every son and daughter represented here, there's your kid. That's your daughter. That's your son. They're walking through these things. There's parents standing in the gap for their kids. There's kids standing in the gap for their parents. There's friends standing in the gap for, for those they do life with. There's relationship issues that, that are broken beyond human repair, beyond the best counseling repair that only you can break through and do a work in. 
And God, so we pray that you would move, you would heal relationships, you would heal marriages, you would, you would bring grace and forgiveness and humility. You'd bring forbearance in people's lives where they could go, okay, that's broken beyond repair, but I don't need it to be fixed for me. I just want to be a grace person for them that people would lay down ought, lay down pain, lay down offense, lay down hurt. And they'd say, God, you come through. You do the miracle. Put me on the potter's wheel if you need to put me on the potter's wheel and work those things out in my life. I pray for health. Lord, I know that there are issues going on, people struggling with, with COVID-related symptoms, people struggling with cancer. God, you despise cancer. It's, it's a scheme of the enemy that has come through a broken world that's trying to choke the life out of your kids, your redeemed ones. We come against cancer in the name of Jesus. Would you heal? Would you heal? Would you eradicate cancer? Would you strengthen those that are going through chemo? Would you give them a hope that they have never had before, even if they're absolutely hopeful, that they have a hope that just floods out and is contagious when they're getting those chemo treatments? When Johnny is getting chemo treatments on Tuesdays, I pray that he just overflows on all those in there. And they would just be like, what in the world makes you happy? And he goes, my Jesus. I pray for Lonnie. Would you rescue his health? Would you restore his brain function? Would you wake him up? God, I pray for that. I pray for Rob to continue to strengthen and strengthen and strengthen so he could tell your story to more and more people. Lord, I don't, I don't know them all by name, but you do, and that's all that really matters. Would you move and heal and eradicate disease and sickness? Would you rise up hope within the hearts of every son and daughter in here, whether they're standing in for themselves or someone they love? Would you, would you bring up hope? Would we walk out of this building today and just hope would just be screamed to the hills just by our presence walking out of here today? Would you enliven us again? Would you give us a, a, a spirit of, of praise instead of despair? Would you give us a, a heart of, of joy where the enemy's tried to choke it out? Would you heal backs that are dealing with the most horrific back pain? Would you heal legs and hips and, and, uh, and shoulders that are dealing with horrific pain and, and maybe surgical need or maybe surgery didn't work and it so feels hopeless and it's in pain? Would you heal the heart and heal the body? God, we're going to keep crying out. Yes. We're going to cry out for healing. We're going to cry out for miracles. Yes. Lord, I pray for every marriage represented up here. You would give them the most amazing marriage on the planet. Would you restore the things that the locusts have tried to eat away in the lives of your sons and daughters? For those standing up here in place of someone they love that doesn't know you, I pray you give them the words and the prayers and the opportunities to speak life and hope and salvation and redemption and restoration so they could see that loved one fall in love with the, the one who created him and died for him and, and rejoice with the heavens when the heavens rejoice as one sinner repents. And would you bring peace? Lord, this is a world that is trying to bring so much stress and distress and lack of peace 
and, and just, just a trauma. And I pray peace be released over these lives here. Peace that passes their greatest understanding to where they can only go, I got no idea why, but I've got peace. I know who, but I have no idea why because it's beyond my understanding, but Jesus did it. Jesus did it. Jesus did it. Jesus does it. And would you move in the lives of your sons and your daughters right now. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Jesus, I thank you. I'm going to actually ask the worship team to make their way up here. Um, and maybe y'all might want to stay up here. Uh, y'all can. You can. There ain't no rules today, obviously. But, uh, and, I, and, I, and I will say this, not, not, to be, uh, not, not to be joking or anything, but if, I know we're wrapping up a series with, in a unique way. If you want my notes, just text me or email me and I'll send them to you. But we're going to start worshiping here in a moment. I want to read a passage from, from Proverbs over you as we look at this, the ending of this war for your heart. Guard your heart above all else, Proverbs 4.23, for it determines the course of your life. This, what you did, is how you guard your heart. And God would say, well done. Well done. Well done. Ethan, I know you struggled this week. You had losses this week. It was painful this week. You lost family members this week. And you're standing here and God says, well done, my son. You did the only thing that you can do right now, and it's the best thing on the planet. You're guarding your heart by saying, Jesus, break through and heal me. Well done. Well done. And now we're going to worship this God who wants you fully alive and free, victorious in the war for your heart, and says, you've got what it takes because Jesus has everything for you for life and godliness. The power of the Holy Spirit in you allows you to live this life out following him. So we're going to worship with three more songs and we're going to really praise our way out of the War for Your Heart series. So you can stay up here. You can come up here. I'm going to ask you to stand right now. I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Josh, however, however he wants to, to lead us out uh, here with these three songs. But uh, contend for your health and your well-being as a blood-bought-back follower of the living God. Thank you for listening. For more sermons and full-service replays, visit us online at hcfburnit.org. God bless and have a great week.